Happy Labor Day, my man. Labor Day, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We've both been very busy today. It's a hot one, man. It's a hot one. I have, I have a lovely wife, sweet Monica, who, uh, who, who loves to be an interior decorator, and that <laughs> interior decorating uh, mind took us to Shipshaw today. Tell, tell me about the trip to Shipshaw yeah, today. The trip, the, the trip was great. Um, we ended up getting a couple things for for a room she's working on, which she's done a great job at. Uh, the heat was intense walking around all, all of the, uh, all, you know, all of the different uh, flea market scenarios. But it was a good time. Bugsy went with us. Uh, the great Aaron Heklinski was in here a little bit earlier today. Uh, works at Han Funeral Home, which is a, a very very established funeral home in in uh, in the great right. city of Mishawaka. And uh, that's the career Aaron wants to go into. He's going to go to Worsham College this fall. He's going to do it online. He's going to get his uh, directors and embalming and all that stuff, uh, a career online. So, uh, I mean, Godspeed with Aaron, and, and hopefully he gets it done because because he really, really likes it. He, he loves the people at Hans Funeral. So that's a little bit of a plug for, for Hans. There I mean, you go. Sure. I mean, hopefully we ain't going there lately. Well, you know. He's shortly, got, shortly. If, if he's, uh, you know, you make all the jokes you want, but he, if he does well and gets set up, he'll have a job for life because, you know, there's there's always business. People are dying to get in. There's always business. I'm just I saying. was sitting there. I, if I have a funny smirk on my face, it's because I was listening to your story about, you know, going to Ship Shawana and just thinking about all the husbands that have made that trip to Ship Shawana. Ship Shawana, I, man. I, I'm, I don't, I've. Honestly, I've never been there. I honestly can tell you, I have no intentions of going there. Oh, 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 my good man! And after oh, four, after forty man. years of marriage, I've kind of got things figured out where I've you just got it set up. Checkbook, you just give her a checkbook. Yeah, and go? I do, and I go to the golf course. Okay, and we, it that. works. I can because that. she knows. Don't take me someplace when she wants to shop because I can make life miserable for her. Yeah, I, I try not to do that. Um, are you getting a standing ovation on that one, or is that after? No, after forty years of marriage. Oh. So you're not there yet. So no, you no. still got to be the, I'm the good pop. husband. I'm a pop. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm working on your I'm forty-one. I'm not a good husband. I'm a great a husband. loyal, great, great husband. husband. Great. Well, I, I, I used to listening, sweet Monica. I used to be, and my wife doesn't listen to this, so I can say anything I want. Hey, uh, on a more uh, so you, I mean, stayed at the crib all day. And, I did. And cut the grass maybe a little bit. I cut bit. the grass this morning, and then I uh, had a chance to go to to a neighbor, a friend's pool for the afternoon, and I the couch found me, and I found the remote. There was peace and quiet. I watched basically U.S. Open tennis all day today. Good except, for you. Except when I called and bugged him. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we talked. <laughs> we did, we discussed some world affairs, but I had a chance to. To watch uh, some golf or some uh, tennis, I tell you what. Last night I watched some too, and Djokovic is just like a machine. I love. I mean, I just love watching U.S. Open tennis. And this coming week, I'll be one of the crazies that stays up and watches those late matches, those primetime matches that'll go five sets. Really? I mean, I love watching that tennis. It's just so to Jimmy, me, it's entertaining. So how did Jimmy Connors do? Today? Well, you know, the McEnroe brothers were in the booth together were today, they? and they. They they've said the same thing. They've watched more tennis this uh, this week than they ever have because of all the access that they have on the internet now. The last time I can tell you that I sat down and watched a tennis match, Moby Dick was still a minnow. 
Well, and you were probably talking about the McEnroe Connors oh, days yeah. and the, Billy Jean the King, Chrissy Everett, yes. Robert Tolova days. I mean, yes. that's when we that's yes. that, but that's those are the golden years of tennis, and it's still fun watching those. And I, I mean, Coco Groff won today and or yesterday, and she plays again uh, tomorrow, and. Um, They've got two Americans there. Actually, I think they have three Americans now that have a, that are in the, the uh, Sweet 16 for the men's, which has not happened in several several years. So that it's exciting for men's tennis here in the United States. Listen, send me a text and let me know. I know. I okay. just, but that's just that's just no. It's, all, just, it's whatever. It's whatever sport that that you you know that you're into that you enjoy watching, and uh, obviously tennis. Is a big deal to a lot of people, obviously. Well, and, you know, in the Ryder Cup, the Europeans, you know, named the rest of their team today. And, you know, the Americans, I, I hate to hurt people's feelings, but the Americans are going to have trouble beating the Europeans here in a couple of weeks when the, when the Ryder Cup takes place. And without jumping topics, how about the United States Sunday losing to Lithuania in FIBA basketball, the World World Cup. That's well, what's that all? About? No, it's amazing to me that uh, with the great basketball we play in the United States, that, that we can't get a big to go over there and play. Uh, Jaron Jackson at six nine is our is, is is I mean is our biggest player. Lithuania has four or five guys that are that are over six nine and uh, they're huge. Uh, we couldn't rebound. We got out rebounded by twenty. Uh, I mean, where's Embiid? I mean, he's he's home sitting on the couch. Well, why isn't he representing the United States uh, in these, you know, in these uh, games? Now, now, I know a lot of the younger guys are playing, and when they get to the Olympics, maybe some of our our professional guys, you know, the more established players will come out. But I mean, I mean, we don't lose, and and and, and, yeah. and we have to keep that that status that we have in. Yeah, you've got Tyron Lou, you've got Steve Kerr on the bench, uh, Spolstra's on the bench. I mean, they've got coaches. Yeah, you got, they you got just great don't, coaches. They just don't have any players right you now. Bob, you got Bobby Portis playing. you got Anthony Edwards, who's really good. I think Anthony threw in 35 today. Yeah, Halliburton plays, you know, Pacers. Oh, but speaking of the Pacers, Scott's in the air, and he said that uh, Miles Turner's on his flight going from Charlotte back to Dallas today. So. He was going to try to get a picture of Miles Turner. <laughs> on, a, on a very on a very sad note, Jimmy Buffett passed away. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, seventy six years old, just an uh, just an iconic uh, music, uh, uh, musician. Uh, I mean, I mean, transcended many many decades and, and many people of, of several generations of watching him uh, perform and having that island that you know that. That island reference always to him, and 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 the uh, the island type of songs. Uh, his his band is a coral reefer band, and I've seen him. I've seen him in concert probably four or five times, and uh, it's a sad day. It's a sad day when when we lose Jimmy Buffett, and I'll tell you why it's a sad day because it makes it it ages all of us. It ages all of us because we remember when 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 we were young and listening to Jimmy, we remember just. In May, when he we, uh, when he performed his last concert, and it's always a link to our past. And when when, when artists like that start passing away, it, it it makes us have that feeling that you know what we never think about it, but we I mean we're aging too. Right? Yes, the the day the music died. Oh, Don McLean. Yep, I know. I mean Don McLean, Gordon Same Lightfoot. Thing. Gordon Lightfoot passed away. I know. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Are you kidding me? Yeah, where, where where was the Edmund Fitzgerald's? What what where was it sunk? Which which ocean? 
Um, I cannot tell you, and I cannot tell a lie. Lake Michigan. Oh, <laughs> no. If, well, if it would have put 15 more miles behind her, it would have made one of the bays. I know. I'm just saying. There's, there's this arms. northern part of Lake Michigan. Dock of the, get to the dock of the bay, right? Oh, it's ready. I know. Oh, so our sponsors are paying for us to talk sports, right? <laughs> yeah, not music. This so is a music well, trivia night. <laughs> we, had, uh, we had the most recent news. We, you know, up here in, in our area, here in northern Indiana, is uh, – uh, Coach Bungie from uh, Bremen, 100 years old, passed away yesterday. So he's a legend. Uh, Roger Dodson, if you're listening down there in Franklin, I'm sure you know you played for him back in the 70s. So uh, one of my you know, college buddies is a, is a Bremen, Bremen Lion. So all the Bremen Lion people, I'm sure, are reminiscing a little bit. He, uh, he made it to 100. You know, the one thing people was telling me the other day about Bob Barker you know the ultimate 98 was it the ultimate 99? game show man he made it to 100 without going over yeah, yeah I, I saw died that at, on, yeah. died at 99 wow wow so there, there we go we got to liven this show up a little was that? bit now how was that those are good memories though. those are great memories coach i mean coach buggy uh, i mean coached a lot of great players there bruce jennings was a longtime principal at bream and i i knew bruce really really well and uh you know i mean our prayers are there uh for those those people in Bremen, but but when you live to be a hundred years old, yeah, you have lived it. Man. Lots of good stories. You've to tell. lived it, sure you have. And so, rest in peace, Coach. Hey, uh, let's talk about. We're going to have a couple of guests on tonight. Tim Grau, uh, uh, who who does the pregame show for the Fighting Irish, will join us in a few minutes on the Black Sedan Hotline. Um, uh, one of my good buddies and your good buddies, uh, Doug Zuck from. Uh, from down in central Indiana, who who hosted a radio show with me for about 23 years, he's he's a big IU fan. You know, we'll talk to him for a few minutes about IU football and the state that they're in, which I gotta just be honest with you, ain't very good. And uh, but let's but you know let's go through some of our, our our local football here before we get into the national stuff. Sure, you know we've been talking about that. We've got the high schools going on, and uh, you know, we we've it's had third week now. It is. It is, and uh, up here in the northern part of the state right now, the, the team to beat right now is Northwood. Uh, they've do, been doing very well. Uh, Owen Roeder, the, their quarterback, has thrown for over 1,000 yards in, in, three just, in three games. Wow. And he's got two Division One um, wide receivers to throw it to. One's going to Georgia and one's going to Michigan. Wow. But they, they're, they've been playing really well. They, they beat Concord this last week real easily. And then they play North Ridge this week, which is always the, the big game because it seems like one of them wins during the season and the other one wins in the tournament. So they're in the same sectional together. They're neighbors. And uh, that's when Napanee gets to play Middlebury. So and Mishawaka, be, Mishawaka beat Northridge 37-16. They did. Week. So they'll, they're going to be not in a very good mood. But they'll well, I mean, think Northridge, about all the north the uh, horse and buggies that will be tied up behind home plate there well, north, at the ball game. Northridge's only problem is getting to the end of the season and hoping that there's not a high school party to go to, right? Well, that's Yeah, that's a whole other story. Because, so that behind-the-scenes stuff, I that's mean, for sure. I mean, that hurt Northwood last year oh. when they had four or five players suspended. Yeah, and and major players, and allowed Northridge to beat them. Yeah, 
in the sectional. So, so dedication, learning experiences, and they're young kids. A lot of, yep, they're young they're kids. young kids growing up. And hopefully they've learned from it and uh, and they can stay on course this week. Yeah. What about some other scores? Penn dropped to the, uh, in the area. Penn, they put Penn back to number two simply because they went down to and got, got blitzed by Cathedral 35-6. Um, to six, And they'll have an easy game this week with Hammond Morton, get them back on track. And then I think they start playing conference games, which, again, that'll be a whole other topic. Penn has got to get out of that NIC. Well, from a football perspective, obviously, because there's there's obviously no competition for you know for yeah. them in that league. Um, but that's a very difficult thing to do unless you're Notre Dame, and they're going to have to they, you know they're going to pull a Notre Dame, they're going to have to pull a Carmel, they're going to have to pull a Center Grove, whatever it is, and go, and play all you know just being independent for football. Because right now it's not helping. But, again, that's a whole other topic. Mishawaka, as you said, is 2-1. They beat Northridge this week rather easily. And then they've got an easy game with Goshen coming up. Goshen's having their struggles this week. South Bend Riley is undefeated right now. They're the, the flavor of South Bend right now at 3-0. and They beat Adams this week, and they'll have an easy game with Clay coming up. And to be quite honest, Riley could probably be 5-0, and 6-0 before they head into their new Prairie, what they got new Prairie, Elkhart, Penn. Well, they late in the season. Last three, yeah, last three will be. Uh, see, they've got uh, New Prairie, and New Prairie's got yeah, Penn and Elkhart left as well. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Well, it'll be interesting to see how many of their players remain on the team. Yeah, because I know, I know, at the end of that game, that Riley Adams game, uh, they had just an inordinate amount of unsportsmanlike conduct penalties just a lack of class at the end of that game probably from both teams and, and both teams will, will, will and, 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 and both teams head coaches would probably tell you that John you did the game yeah. and I know you were quite disappointed in it right very disappointed it was a great game for three and a half quarters and then all of a sudden we got people late hitting quarterbacks hitting kids out of bounds and, and there's a cement wall there on the one side of school field some kid got pushed into the cement wall uh the adams coach came out on the field he got warned he almost got tossed there's at least one ejection from each side the riley coach sent two other kids back to the locker room said you take your pads off and sit in the locker room until we leave yeah absolute just you know and, disgusting end to a what was a really good game and like you mentioned again that's part of the growing up part kids saying i i was disrespected i was disrespected well you know what it's a team game and right now we don't care about you well, you got to do what's best for the game that's exactly right and, and, and that stuff should be taken care of on monday yeah. today at practice that's a grow that's a, it's a growing thing and it's a growing up situation i'm sure and it'd be interesting to see if they had practice because a lot of these schools have trouble getting kids to come to practice on Labor Day. Well, that's a that's a and that's know, a whole other part of the program. Well, that's a running. I mean, that's a running penalty. To be honest with you, you're going to run until you can't run anymore. Until you learn to, to respect. Or you're doing log rolls. I mean, you respect the game. You respect your opponent, and you respect your school, and you and, and you don't do that stuff. I so I play college basketball at Manchester College, and my college basketball coach was a brother and minister. So I'm playing for a brother and minister, man. Uh, I mean, Claude Wolf, I mean, he was the best. And he would never cuss. He would never throw something. But, you know, when you made a mistake, he would make you run for a long, long time. <laughs> One day I said, Coach, I said, cuss at me, man. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Cuss at me. Throw something at me. 
but I'm not sure God really wants you to make me run till I pass out, man. <laughs> but I, I think I think a running days in order for those. Yeah, I've done, those I remember programs. people doing somersaults from goalpost to goalpost. No, I know. Uh, log log rolls. Yes, bear crawls. Yes, yep, no, bear crawls. Don't your knee, your knees touch? You got to go back and do it again. I mean, you know, stuff I mean, like don't, that. I mean, don't disrespect your coaching staff and your schools and get that under control. Yeah. It's early in the season. You're having a great year. Raleigh's having a great year so far. They are. And, and again, and so a, lot, with a lot of this is this that it's a sign of the times where you're afraid to make people upset. You got to be nice to everybody all the time. And it just, you know, that's old guys that were used to that tough coaching part. Yeah. Just uh, with because let's face it, a lot of a lot of our coaches were old military guys, and that's what they grew up with. Man, it's just like you said, you run. No, you just you, you just, run. I mean, I mean, son, if you can't respect yourself, then then I don't want you. John, take us to a break, and we'll get a couple of uh, people on, and we'll have some conversation. Hi, we want to thank uh, Tony Letcher with Health Markets Insurance. Whether you need help with your health insurance or Medicare, it's time to get the right coverage from the right place. Call Tony today at 574-307-8882 or visit his website at tletcher.com. Back with more of Coach's Corner with Heck and King after this break on broadcastsport.net. Estate broker with Weikert Realtors, Jim Dumpy and Associates. The office is locally owned but has big company resources behind it that many smaller real estate offices just don't have. Whether you're selling your fifth house or buying your starter home, Andy can help. He has six years of real estate experience and is a lifelong St. Joe County resident. Jim Dumpy and Associates has decades of local experience. Call or text broker Andy Kern at 574-386-4479 for great local service. He is the Colonel. Hello, I'm Dr. Karch, and I want to invite you to stop by my office on Cleveland Road in South Bend, just east of Portage Avenue. I've been serving Michiana for over 20 years, specializing in back pain, neck pain, headaches, naturally with gentle chiropractic care. Come see me for a free consultation. James Carpenter is a real estate broker with Weikert Realtor Jim Dunphy and Associates. The office is locally owned, but it has big company resources behind it that many smaller real estate offices just don't have. Whether you're selling your fifth house or buying your starter home, James can help. James is a South Bend lifer and has six years of real estate experience. Jim Dunphy and Associates has decades of local experience. Call or text broker Jim Carpenter at 574-292-CARP. That's 292-2277 for great local service. Frick's Driving School has been named the best driving school in Michiana. Frick's was started in 1960 and is located on Edison Road in Mishawaka. If your child is 15, you can get them started at Frick's. There are multiple instructions available for your driving lessons. Check out the broadcastsport.net main page and click on the Frick's icon to get more information. There you can find out more information and instructions for enrolling your new driver. Frick's Driving School, a proud sponsor of Coach's Corner on broadcastsport.net. Welcome back to Coach's Corner with Heck and King. Brought to you by a lot of our great sponsors, including the Black Sedan Band. Let's get back to the guys. Coaches Heck and King with more of Coach's Corner. I can't tell you how much I love the music of the Black Sedan Band. And on the Black Sedan Hotline right now, 
we should be speaking with Mr. Tim Growl. Tim, how are you, man? I'm doing great, guys. How about you at the end of a long weekend? Oh, man, just, just running this show, having a blast at Bar Louie's uh, on a great Labor Day weekend. So, so not only is Tim Growl uh, a great uh, insurance agent, has his own company at State Farm, just a little pub for, for you, Tim, but you, also, Thank you. but you also host the Notre Dame pregame uh, show on WSBT for, for every Notre Dame game. Let's talk about the Irish, man. What do you think about them? Hey, you know what? Um, what was good about this past weekend was, you know, uh, Hartman made a efficient first half, but I think the biggest thing was that we got in all the extra players in the second half. And the, the talk before this, even this game happened, has been a lot of the experts and people that attend a lot of the practices and everything have said they thought this was the fastest and deepest team Notre Dame has had in a long, long time. So that second half only helped could only help to uh, make that even a, uh, I think a even bigger and truer statement. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. I think the athleticism, I, I think the recruiting of Marcus Freeman and his ability to to develop relationships with recruits once he gets them to campus and he gets them committed, and and I and I think that's that's really showing. But here's what I tell you. Is, is really disappointing to me because I, because I will say this, and, and, and I'm a football fan. I love football. If Sam Hartman goes down, and, man, that play where he did that flip to get in the end zone, I was shaking when yes. I saw him come down a little bit. But if Sam, Hartman, if Sam Hartman goes down, I don't, I'm not sure they have a backup quarterback that can, you know, that is capable of taking them to where they, you know, uh, 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 that they could possibly get to. Uh, I think Angeli is is big. He's stiff. I don't think he moves. But I think I think once Tyler Buckner left, I think that left a tremendous hole on the roster for Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you to a certain extent. I don't think Steve's had a chance to, you know, prove what he <clears throat> what he can do. But you can't replicate having actual game experience just in practices. So I think that was really important. The good thing about you know the offense is we've got a five-headed monster in running backs. We've got five different guys can each get 100 yards if they want to on their own. We've got an offensive line that's got two preseason All-Americans. And undoubtedly, most people think over the next two years, four to six of them are going to end up in the pros. Nordheim just turns them turns them out. We finally got to see the tight ends this last game, which have been kind of missing in action the last few games, but we saw quite a few receptions by them. We're six deep on the wide receivers, including a lot of speed. Yes, they are young, but, you know, so I don't think Steve would have to do the whole thing themselves. And if I one more point, if our defense can play up to the capability they're supposed to against the good teams, I don't think we're going to have to go out and score 28 and 35 points every game. With Hartman, we will do that. If it had to be a Steve Angeli, we won't do that. But if the defense is good enough, we might be able to get by on that. I think the linebackers defensively are great. I mean, the first set of linebackers are the same guys we had last year, uh, led by Correct. JT Bertrand. And I think I think he's – I mean uh, – I mean, when I look at him, I think he's an NFL player. I think he's going to play on Sundays at the next level next year. Uh, who did you have on your pregame uh, show this week? 
So um, every week I have a host of different uh, past and uh, uh, players and coaches, celebrities, whoever likes Notre Dame. So this past weekend we had Tom Gatewood, the 1970 oh. consensus oh. All-American. For those of us who grew up during that time, oh, and I was... got a story to tell. I, I got a story I want to relate about that yes. too. We also had on uh, Alan Rossum, the uh, NFL and ND yes. uh, defensive back and record-setting uh, uh, back. Get this, Ron. He still holds the NCAA record for nine total returns. At Notre Dame, he had three kickoffs for returns. He had three punts for returns. And he had three interceptions for returns. Wow, I remember him. We could just get one or two of those in a year. And we did have a pick six this last Saturday, so that, that was great. But can you imagine those kind of stats? No, that's amazing. So when I was a kid growing up, Tom Gatewood was the guy. I mean, first it was. Right. I mean, first it was John Hewitt to Jack Snow. That's that's way back. But then, yeah, uh, I remember. And then Tom Gatewood. So so Tom Gatewood's favorite pattern was was called the Gatewood comeback. He, I mean, he'd streak down, he'd stop on a dime and leave change, and then he and then he'd come back and they throw a rope to him. What a great receiver he was. And everybody knows who the big quarterback was for that. It was Theismann the Gatewood. Theismann the Gatewood. Joe Theismann. Wow. So, so wow. you got a, you got you got time for a little short yes. story here with Tom told us. Yes, yes. So Tom was a Tom was a student of the game, and Tom would tell me that he would go out and before the game he would walk the whole field. Yeah, a lot of players do that. Tom was he said he'd look at the uh, sprinkler heads. See which one stuck up, which one stayed down. He tried to find if, find if there was any crown or in the uh, in the field to play, and any other uh, abnormal ab- ab- abnormal uh, things in the field. So here's what happened in that Cotton Bowl game. Remember this? You remember? Yes. They, uh, the 45 year ban. State or uh, Notre Dame decided to go ahead and go to the Cotton Bowl for the first time in 45 years. So as Seisman and Gate would take their team down there. On the 54-yard touchdown pass that Theismann threw to Gatewood, Tommen, before the game started, had seen an area of the field that was kind of wet, and they had put sand down. So in Tom's route, he took the guy, the defensive back, towards that area. Tom stayed in the solid footing. He made the defensive back after running that sand. He blew past him by 20 yards. The guy never fell down, but he couldn't get any tractions in that sand. That's a student of the game. That, that is. I mean, I mean, that's amazing that I mean that he would do that on his own. Most of the time, coaches will walk the field and, and take a look at some right. things and then relay that to the players. But that's exactly right. Tom, I mean, Tom Gatewood and Joe Theismann, those, I mean, those two guys were obviously legends. They ended up playing on Sunday. Joe had a great career in the NFL. Sure did. Yeah. Well, and, and, if you're, yep. and if your listeners want to listen to us at the, for the Ohio State game, they're both going to be on the show together. Really? Really? First time I've ever had to have Joe, got Joe Theismann live. I've had phone interviews with them. But I'm going to I'm going, right now, they're both coming on live to do the show together. Where do you do your shows at? On campus? Yep. No. So we are, uh, for our home games, we are uh, in Eddie Street Commons, right in the center, across yes. from Five Guys Burgers. Yes. We do the home, the away games in the studio, but for the away game, uh, It'll be there, and on that day, that shows from two to four p.m. on that day. So, so my co-host here is Mr. Pat King. Pat was a longtime uh, head basketball coach at South Bend Adams for about yeah, fifteen got two years. Yeah, great coaches here. It's the coach and coach show. No, <laughs> no. I mean, Pat's. I mean, Pat's the best. Pat, you got anything? Well, I was just going to ask when your shows when your shows are, are uh, on air. Uh, who do you have coming up this coming week? Uh, well, here, here's the thing. This Saturday, we are on real early. We are on usually about five hours before the 
Notre Dame game. Well, that's right. We've got a noon, we got a noon ball game, don't you? Yeah. So we were on seven to nine a.m. So I don't have the whole whole um, schedule worked out yet because it's so early for people getting up. I hopefully am in close to having uh, Rocky Blyer and Terry Henry on together for one of the uh, they said a guest. Um, Dr. Uh, Brian Radigan, um, who's the uh, head orthopedic physician for the team and a former Notre Dame player and a good friend of mine, he's going to be calling in from North Carolina State from the uh, side of the game. That's all I've got right now. I'm still working on setting that up. That's You guys know about guests. That's the funnest part. Or can pull your hair out sometimes about getting guests for a show. But uh, right it, now, that's where we're at. And it's just Monday right now, so it does, that you got plenty of time. That's for sure. Well, that. I mean that's a pretty good start. Terry Hanratty uh, uh, was was off, was obviously great, right? Yeah, we have him and Rocky Blyer that oh, the backfield uh, together. That's they back when the we were in school. Together. Yeah, and, and and we know Dr. Radigan from our shoulders, right? <laughs> we sure do. Uh, both my shoulders know him well. <laughs> hey, listen, we certainly appreciate you taking the time uh, to speak with us a little bit about Notre Dame football. Uh, I think you do a great job as an insurance agent, also. But, but I mean, your shows on Saturday morning are awesome. Uh, thanks for coming on uh, the, uh, the the Black Sedan Hotline and sharing a couple minutes with us, Tim. I appreciate it, Ron and Pat. Thank you so much. You guys have a good rest of your show. All right, thank you, man. So those are some those are some legendary names, man. Oh boy, and uh, just the opportunities yeah, of people he can talk. Rocky Blyer. Rocky Blyer had a great career with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, and you know, and and Notre Dame people they love that stuff. That's that's great radio. People are driving into town for the game. They're already here tailgating. They've got that stuff turned on a couple hours, especially for the home games. They can turn that on and get get some information like that, and just, and uh, just just a lot of fun. Get get some ready for the game. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think there's any question about that. And, and, and again, Notre Dame rocks uh, Tennessee State 56-3. Tennessee State, uh, a, a part of, of the historical black college universities. Uh, I mean, coached by Eddie George. What, you know, what a great NFL player he was and a college football player. He was at Ohio State. And, uh, I mean, he brings his team in. Obviously, Notre Dame had the most uh, uh, superior players, uh, uh, most superior athletes. And um, it, it was great. It, uh, I mean, it was great with Notre Dame bringing one of the great historical black college universities onto their campus. I, I guess their band is, is amazing, and their band put on a heck of a show on Friday night, downtown South Bend. And uh, all the, although the score was obviously bad, and, and, Sam, and Sam Hartman, again, 14 for 17, 194 yards, uh, two TDs. Audrey Gastame, 13 carries, 116. I thought it was interesting that the, the, uh, the Tim talked about the five-headed running back monster. I mean, because Notre Dame control, I mean, any one of those running backs on the field, and with that great offensive line, they can ground it and pound it with the with, with the best of them. When the other team starts loading that box up with that other safety to stop the run, boom, Sam. Sam just gets the ball downfield. They've got a nice mix going on of run, run and pass, and it's going very well for them. And we'll see this week. They this is their first trip uh, road game where they were where they're going to be wearing white jerseys. Going to have to hit the road, and and uh, let's face it, this will probably be the best opponent they've played so far. I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. Tyler Buckner gets in a couple snaps uh, in the Alabama game. Tyler Buckner would sure look good being that backup at Notre Dame this year because Sam's going to be here for a year. 
then it's then then I think the job will be open next year because uh, the great freshman C.J. Carr, Lloyd Carr's grandson, Lloyd Carr being the ex uh, head coach at Michigan, his grandson will be in here next year. But I, I'm I'm not sure if freshmen are ready to come in they, and play. And they may bring another grad grad student in, another fifth year player that's that's playing this year someplace. You just never know. So here's 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 my prognostication abilities. I'm saying that Tyler Buckner gets back into the portal, comes back and you think plays he'll his come final back year. And be here back at Notre Dame. Plays his final year at Notre Dame and um, and actually plays. He, he, I mean, he goes to Alabama. Uh, Jalen Milrow wins the job at Alabama. He goes 13 for 18 for 194 yards. Alabama plays nobody, but it's it's obvious that he's the number one. So so Alabama will host Texas this week, and Alabama will. will I mean, they'll see what they'll, what they're they'll made see how good now. he is. They'll see if he's yeah. if they made the right choice. That's for sure. Yeah, and if and if Tyler ends up playing second fiddle to him and and not seeing the fiddle or not seeing the field, excuse me. Why not Tyler getting back into the portal and playing his last year at Notre Dame? I, you just never can. Are you allowed to transfer twice? You can transfer nine times. I transfer. That's I'm, amazing. I'm on my eleventh transfer, coach. That's amazing. Hey, uh, John, um, we are getting ready to speak to another guest on the Black Sedan Hotline. You want to tune us up there? We'll we'll talk some some Big Ten football with uh, one of my really really good friends and a and a guy that you know. Pat, um, Doug Zook. Known him since we were in school. And Doug Zook and I were, were, uh, we did a radio show for 23 years uh, together. And he's he's agreed to be on the Black Sedan Hotline. Uh, John, you want to take a break or how you want to set this up? Why don't why don't we take a little bit of a break here and uh, I'll get Doug on the line and put him on the Black Sedan Hotline and you guys can have a great conversation about IU football. Sounds good. I don't know. I'm not sure. We, is that possible? I'm not sure any conversation could be great about IU football. But go ahead, John. Be, be nice. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice. And we will take that quick break. We want to thank Tony Letcher with Health Markets Insurance. Whether you need help with your health insurance or Medicare, it's time you get the right coverage for the right place. Call Tony today at, of course, 574-307-8882. You can visit his website at tletcher.com. More with Keck and King on Coach's Corner after this on broadcastsport.net. Courage Chiropractic and Wellness Center When your body needs somebody to help Hello, I'm Dr. Karch, and I want to invite you to stop by my office on Cleveland Road in South Bend, just east of Portage Avenue. I've been serving Michiana for over 20 years, specializing in back pain, neck pain, headaches, naturally with gentle chiropractic care. Come see me for a free consultation. Courage Chiropractic and Wellness Center, when your body needs somebody to help. James Carpenter is a real estate Fritz Driving School has been named the best driving school in Michiana. Fritz was started in 1960 and is located on Edison Road in Mishawaka. If your child is 15, you can get them started at Fritz. There are multiple instructions available for your driving lessons. Check out the broadcastsport.net main page and click on the Fritz icon to get more information. There you can find out more information and instructions for enroll your new driver. Fritz Driving School, a proud sponsor of Coach's Corner on broadcastsport.net. Hey, 
And we welcome you back to Coach's Corner with Heck and King here on BroadcastSport.net. Hey, uh, that's the great Black Sedan Band out of uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, they're awesome. Uh, they're sponsored on our show. Hey, uh, Pat, I got a question for you. Can I still go to Frick's Driving School? Because I believe my wife would think I need more driving lessons. You can uh, for a nominal fee. We'll take care of that. As a matter of fact, you could drive with me if you had to. Um, I don't know if that would be a good idea or not. I do have a break, <laughs> so I don't, have to, I don't have to yell. But I, can, I, I think I can still hit that break harder than you can hit the gas pedal. Well, so on the Black Sedan Hotline, we have with us one of my former partners uh, in radio for about 23 years, uh, Mr. Doug Zook from Anderson, Indiana. We, I mean, we had a radio show forever. We had a blast. Uh, uh, Doug, how are you, man? Heck, Pat, I'm doing well. I was thinking about the first time we did a show at the old studio at WHBU in downtown Anderson. Oh, man, we had a, we had a blast, man. We talked We've ball. always had a blast. We talked ball. We, we talked everything. We're going to talk some football with you because I know I know how passionate you are about uh, Indiana University football. I know you watched the Hoosiers play uh, uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, then, I mean, give me your insight about IU football a little bit, man. You know, I tell you, it's interesting. And I don't know if I like it or not, guys. Uh, the transfer portal has created a whole different animal. And then you throw in the name, throw in name, image of likeness. It, it, you, what's recruiting anymore? I mean, you have to do more recruiting on the transfer portal than in person, I think. And uh, I thought there's, I came away with one of two things at the game with Ohio State. Either Indiana's defense is better than I thought they would be, or Ohio State has no business being number three. Yeah, no, I think I think there's a lot of truth to what you just said. I think Aaron Casey is a, it, I mean, will be one of the best linebackers in the Big Ten this year. He, I mean, he was all over the place for Indiana, number 44. But as I watched a little bit, I, I really wasn't impressed uh, uh, with the quarterback at Ohio State, Kyle McCord. Now, I know his numbers at the end ended up pretty good. He was 20 for 33 for 239 yards. He's got great receivers. He's got Marvin Harrison. But I, I thought IU did a pretty good job defensively until they just wore the Hoosiers down at the end. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ohio State is so big and they're so deep. And, and you know, in Indiana – is probably one and a half feet compared to most other big kids' schools. Uh, I was impressed. I thought uh, they got a lot of work to do on their offense with the two young freshmen, uh, Sornsby and Jackson. I saw some a few good things, but the offensive line wasn't bad. I think they only gave up two sacks, and Ohio State's pretty stout on defense. So, so when you talk about Indiana, you talk about their their two quarterbacks. They they tried to play. They started one of the quarterbacks, uh, and the other one, Jackson, will start the next uh, uh, next Saturday. And, and and I thought Tom Allen made a great point. He said, "Hey, the way we practice now, um, we can't. I mean, we can't tell how a quarterback reacts because in practice, they're all you know wearing a red jersey." And nobody takes a hit in practice anymore. And in the cream and crimson game, in the black and or, or, or in the uh, blue and gold game here at Notre Dame, I mean, they're all wearing red yep. jerseys. 
Do not touch. So it's, 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 I mean, very difficult to evaluate a quarterback in live game action. And so he made the comment that it's going to take two weeks to really evaluate which quarterback that he thinks uh, Indiana University should play. Well, I think uh, IU plays your nephew's team this Friday. Who they play? Where they play Indiana State. Oh no, no! So my nephew, my nephew left Indiana State, went to San Diego State as a uh, offensive coordinator, and now he's out of football. But my other nephew is the running backs coach at Ball State, who, by the way, got thumped by Kentucky, forty-four to fourteen, right? Yeah, yeah. They 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 took an early seven-zero lead, but there's a lot of high hopes in Muncie about Ball State. Um, uh, there, I mean, the first game of the year, it's hard to. But IU playing Indiana State is almost an unfair advantage to Jackson versus Thornsby. Yeah, so Jackson Davis is, I mean, his brother is, you know, played last year right. in, in the basketball program and is not, not playing in Golden State. They're saying he's doing a really, really nice job, Trace Jackson Davis. And his brother you know, his brother is one of the is one of the candidates to be the starting quarterback. And I believe his brother would be more athletic for the Hoosiers, right? Yeah, I do, and the thing is, you know, uh, I was watching an interview with Trace Jackson Davis about his little brother, and he said, I used to beat the crap out of him. Well, you relate to that, heck, because you guys, all you hecks were uh, brother, 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 it seemed like. So you can relate to that, right? Oh, no, I got, I got pummeled. I, yeah. I, so in order for, and so so you're going to laugh when you hear this, because I've said this a million times. In order for me to get seconds at, at the supper table, I had to take a punch. Oh, I mean, because they were older, and they say, Ronnie, you want seconds? You're taking a shot to the chops. I said, oh, I'm hungry. Give me the shot, and I'll take seconds. And see, I was the oldest brother, so I, I was you on were, the other end of that. Yeah, no, you were throwing shots. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. I was, was going to say that for sure. But yeah. the problem was I sat right next to Big Pat, and usually, you know, I got leftovers from, from Big Pat. So, <laughs> And, you know, he had those huge forearms from Balin Hay growing up, and it just take a little backhand, and I'd end up up against the wall. So, uh, well, you probably, you probably deserve it. Well, hey, Ron, go yeah, ahead. I'm yeah. Sorry. So, so then Muncie now Muncie plays two money games back to back. Ball State plays two money games. Yeah. They go to Kentucky, and then they go to Clemson. Yeah. How, how'd you like? So, how'd you like to be Mike New running that program, right? And and, and just you know hoping what? and just hoping that your depth, all that extra that money you, for the training room. Well, yeah, that I mean that you come out of there with some first line players still. Yeah, you know, I, I, you and I used, used to call them tomato cans. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and I, I get Clemson wanting to have a tomato can and, and pay them for it, but man, going to South Carolina, that's not going to be easy. Uh, easy order for Ball State. I just hope they can compete. Yeah, no, we're, we're getting ready to watch them right here on TV. They're getting ready to play Duke. South Carolina is right. Oh, no, Clemson. Oh, Clemson and Duke. Yeah. Hey, so. so hey. So tell me, what about Anderson Indian football? Anything this year? Is it, or is it still Tomato Can Central? Well, they're one and two. They beat Richmond. Oh, that's yeah, a great. It's a great win, though. Yeah. 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 Have you been following? The, have you been following the North Central Conference lately? We have not. We we mostly take care of football up here in Northern Indiana. I know. I know how good Richmond is. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal. I don't know if you knew this. Starting next year, North Central Conference is only going to have six teams. Really? Yeah, McCutcheon and Harrison was voted out. Okay, we knew that. Tech, we talked about that. 
and Tech decided to leave on its own, and Logansport is leaving. Yes. Yeah, we knew that. We and knew and that. They, they can't find anybody to replace them. Wow. They don't want to. They play, they're going to keep it six teams now. Just keep it at six. So Muncie, so Muncie yeah. Marion, uh, Lafayette, Jeff, um, Richmond, Kokomo, Kokomo and, and, and Anderson. The Indians. Yes. Yeah. And the yeah. Indians and Lafayette are probably the two biggest schools. I think Laf- oh, yeah. Lafayette's 6A, Anderson's 5A, and I think everybody else is 4A. That is correct. Minus the, that is correct. Minus the Indian dance, right? Yeah, don't get me going on that one. Heck. I got you, Zuki. I got you, big boy. I got you covered. Hey, listen, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, man, uh, you sound great. Uh, uh, once basketball gets here, we'll talk to you a little bit uh, uh, in the wintertime and shoot the breeze. Thanks for taking a minute now, to jump on with us. Hey, Heck, can I say one thing real quick? Say it, brother. Say it. Say you it. Remember, you remember my brother, Dave? I do. I do. used to drive the vets. <laughs> yeah, my brother, Dave. Have one grandson. He was born and raised. He was born in South Bend. His daughter Mandy got her undergrad and masters at Notre Dame. Yes. Well, they moved to Florida, and her son was on scholarship to play at Stetson University. Wow. Registered his freshman year, and uh, going back, uh, this is tough to say, Rock, but uh, when school broke for the, you know, the spring. Time between going back to summer camp, he was told he was first team defense lineman. And uh, a week later, he was at his mom and dad's, and he was coming home from, he was making a little extra money from DoorDash, and the drunk driver was going the wrong way to kill him at 18 years old. And And Thursday, Thursday would have been his eighth or 19th birthday. And uh, so, Mandy and Rob, most of the family, and they honored a tree outside of Holtz Gates. Is that what it's called? Yes. At Notre Dame Stadium. Yes. And they did that on Thursday, and they had a mass for him Thursday morning at 6.30. And so I just wanted to share that because there's some, you know, tie-in with my family to South Bend as well. Oh, that is, that's that's really tragic. So 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 he would have played at Stetson, at Stetson University? Yeah, he was, and he found out after he was killed that he was academic All-American. Oh, man. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it was I mean, bad hearts, I mean, our hearts go out to you and your family. And and so I will stop by uh, the Holtz Gate and find that tree. I'm sure it's marked with a marker. And, and, I'll say it a little, is. and I'll say a little prayer for him there, Doug. His name was Trenton Stewart, and uh, Mandy Zook Stewart's his mom. And, and uh, it was a tough deal. It really was. It happened in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, so we God. went down for that. But I, I'm sure there are people listening who may know that part of my family. And I thought I'd share that with you. Well, we certainly appreciate that with you, man. Thanks for coming on. And, and we'll catch up a little later, Doug. Pat, Pat, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Okay. Take care, Zook. You too. All hey, right. Guys. Bye-bye. Great, just a great friend, loves IU football. Uh, I could tell he didn't really want to talk much about IU football because nobody really wants to talk much about IU football, right? It's just that, you know, and it's tough because they open up with a Big Ten game and it wasn't yeah. like they were playing Northwestern or Minnesota or yeah. Iowa. They play Ohio State for well, heaven's sake. Well, so, so you look at the top 25 
and out of the top 25, only only one team loses number 17. Uh, TCU gets beat by by Neon Dion's Colorado Buffaloes. His son Shador throws for 510 yards. Wow! And uh, they went 45 to 42. But but uh, the other 24 teams, and, and I don't I don't like calling anybody a cupcake. I used to call teams uh, tomato cans when I was working with Ducks. I would call them tomato cans. And uh, but college football, college football. Uh, I mean, a lot of things. A lot of I mean, there's a lot of good players. Uh, at the college level, but a lot of those 24 other teams opened up with teams that they should have beat. Yes. Notre Dame beat, I mean, Notre Dame's 2-0 beats Navy and Tennessee State. Uh, you know, week two, week two, now the competition gets a little well, bit stiffer. And, you know, and, and we, we, we need to mention Purdue does the same thing. Purdue plays a, a, a pretty good Fresno team. Yes. And has a good close game with them. So right now, you know, the people over at Laf- West Lafayette are thinking, okay, how good are we? Because you know Fresno's no slouch. No, I, mean, no, I would have, when I when I saw that game, I'm thinking, okay, that's a pretty good game to start out with. It was it's not an Ohio State, but it's not. Uh, I mean, they're a whole lot better than playing. I, you know, without saying a MAC team, I mean they're they're playing a pretty good team out on the West Coast. Yeah. So so so, if, I mean, if they schedule that game to be their tomato can game, that's a bad scheduling move yeah. by their AD. They, you know, let's go play Indiana State. Yeah. Or yeah. Go, go play Ball State or Miami of Ohio or somebody. So so Northwestern is is getting back in the groove of playing after firing Pat Fitzgerald, and and they're lined up with another Big Ten opponent, Rutgers. Rutgers uh, puts it to them a little bit, but. The those other 24 teams in the top 25, uh, their season's about ready to get started with with Alabama uh, hosting Texas. Hey, John, you got any questions for us from last week? We do have a couple of questions, guys. Uh, this one comes from Mia in Chicago. What are the Cubs' chances of winning the division, especially after taking three of four from the Reds and winning this afternoon? Here, here's what I'm going to say, Mia. Please listen. The Cubbies are coming, tra-la, tra-la. The Cubbies are coming, tra-la, tra-la. My voice is bad. It's my Harry Carey impersonation. Whenever the Cubbies were playing well, he would sing that song. The Cubbies are um, three and a half out, depending on what on what Milwaukee does. Uh, they're three and a half up. On the third, on the third wild card right. team, so still. so that means that means they would be the second wild card team if the season ended. But there's still 26 games left. There's a bunch of games left, and we we were looking earlier. There's four teams tied for that uh, that third wild card: the Marlins, the San Francisco, Arizona, and the Reds. And so and so the Cubs, the Cubs are are playing two more against the Giants. So so those are games that will definitely affect that wild card. And then they play four with Arizona at Wrigley at Wrigley Field right after this series with the Giants. So these next six games for the Cubs will, will have a lot to do with the wild card action in the National League. And uh, I mean, I like the Cubs. I think that I, I think they've they played great baseball for for a long time now, and a lot of pressure uh, type games. I I, I I mean, I hope they're not running on fumes. Uh, I mean, they're they're getting timely hits. They lost a couple of tough tough games to the reds uh i mean last inning i mean walk off wins for the reds in cincinnati uh, 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 uh but they won the last game in cincinnati they i think they scored two touchdowns and one and they won today four zip uh, uh justin Steele won eight innings had 12 strikeouts so again mia the cubbies are coming tra la tra la the cubbies are coming <laughs> 
lots and lots. Quit, you guys are looking and at my, and my and my my friends my friends down in Central Indiana are trying to say, "Heck, shut up!" Because they were they were at the game there, but they were wearing red. They were all Reds fans. Oh, boo! So and Paul Walker, I know you're listening. You needed to tell tell this guy to to clam up. Hey. The, the Reds won two out of three, right? No, two out of four. They split two out of four. Series. Okay, they split okay. the series, but. As anybody knew, as anybody knew, Harry Carey didn't have a great voice. He just had great charisma. And that seventh inning stretch that he sang and made memorable had nothing to do with voice lessons. No, it's just so join in. As I say, the Cubbies are – I won't say it again. But here's the deal. Um, yeah, I like them, and, and uh, they got to keep playing. I, I know Johnny Be Good is a Detroit Tiger fan, and there's not much to cheer for. Maybe Javi Baez can can get over the Mendoza line. That would be all right. I mean, maybe Javi can, and, can and, make. And what I'm happy about is that they're less than ten games out of first place. This is the first time in many yeah. years that they're less than ten games out of first. Only eight games out. Well, I think they got great young players. They I do. think AJ Hinch is a is a pro when it comes to running the ball club and managing. But they signed Javi Baez for $27, 28000000 million, and he's barely hitting the Mendoza line. As we all know, the Mendoza line is two hundred. So he's got maybe six more years left on that contract. John, what's our other question? The other question comes from Troy down in Bremen. You guys touched on this a little bit earlier. Just some kind of your thoughts on the passing of Don Bunky yesterday, what a great legend he was for many people in the Bremen community. I mean, we've touched on that a little bit. Uh, he's, a fo- he's a football guy. And, and everybody around here that's football people, they know him. They know his history. Uh, small school football, but very good football. Bremen has always had a good football program, and and uh, it's, he's touched a lot of lives down there, that's for sure. Hey, uh, let's go back uh, on that on that uh, Colorado TCU game. And say, so, you know, that's national news right now. That is big information. You know, all the things that Dion has done in the offseason, all the new players – all the naysayers that have been telling him, you you can't do this. You can't get rid of all these people and bring in all these new people. Well, he did, and they did, and they and they upset and, them and they and they win. Team. They win game one. Now, it, how is this a long term thing? Are they here for good? You know, you're going to have all the guys on TV telling you they're going to jump on the bang, bandwagon and tell you how good you know Colorado is. The one thing I want to see is let's 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 hold out. Let's see what happens in week two because now everybody has film. Everybody sees what they're doing. I've seen it at the high school level. We saw that with New Prairie and Laporte. Laporte comes in, has a sophomore quarterback. They throw it all over the yard and they beat New Prairie and they've scored one touchdown in the last two ball games. So let's let's uh, let's don't crown anybody as a Heisman winner. You mentioned. Uh, we mentioned you know, Neon's kid as a quarterback. Yes, he's the real deal. But what was his name? Edwards? Uh, Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards. snaps. And played, went both ways. He had six, seven catches uh, for, for yardage. He was the best wide receiver. And then makes as a cornerback, makes the game-saving touchdown. Inter- had an interception inside the red zone when they were, when they were trying to score. And he made that stop, and he came out of nowhere. They keep showing the highlights of that. He broke on that on the he broke before the ball was even out of their hand, and just came out of nowhere. And not only knocked it down, he makes the interception inside the ten, and, and basically ends the ball game. So, so, so I understand your point about so. So everybody's going to have film on uh, on Colorado, but but here's the thing: we uh, with Colorado, I mean, Deion Sanders 
brought players. He brought players to Colorado. I mean, I mean, you look at Dylan Edwards, five receptions, 135 yards, three TDs, and then and then and then like you mentioned, the, the game-saving interception, plays 100 snaps. How many kids are doing that in college today? Probably none. None. They'd, you know, he he played over 100 snaps. How many how many people are, are willing to say I'll play? You know, y'all yeah, play. He didn't come off the field. I won't play football. He didn't come off the field. So he's got those those kids. The the people have definitely bought in because if you didn't buy in, you weren't staying. And there were people that a lot of people that left. And some of them were were given the option to leave. And others were just said, bye bye. Well, 25 people were axed, were deep sixed. Uh, um, uh, after the day the after game. the day after, after the, the spring, spring game. game, they were deep six. Hey, see ya, adios. Here's a plane ticket. Uh, here's a bus ticket. See ya, and which means 25 other people were brought in. And so, 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 how does Deion Sanders do this? He's got great assistant coaches. He's got former NFL players as his coordinators, as his position coaches, and he's dealing. He's dealing with good athletes. Yeah, they'll be schemed up a little, but everybody schemes everybody up. Well, and they're they're talking about you know one of the things they were talking about was culture, developing a culture. And he's going, what's culture? What is culture? He says, you want to play football or do you not want to play football? You want to go to school and get an education, stick around. But you know what is culture? So, and, and his kids did things the right way. He's got them sitting in the front of the classroom. He's got them going to class. And no hats on. He's got no hats, no earrings. And people say, people say, so so what does that matter? It's it's the image you present. Yeah. When so, I'm talking, you sit up and listen. And he says, he says culture is, I'll tell you what culture is. Culture is winning. Yeah. Culture is winning. winning. And if you talk to any of Deion Sanders' former teammates, either, either in Major League Baseball or in the NFL, they love Deion Sanders because they always talk how hard he prepared and how good of a practice player he was and how good of a teammate he is. Now, is he brash? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But when you are like that and you can back it up and your kids can do it the right way, I say go for it. Yeah. Man. Put put him on a like I said, neon Dion and for a reason. He's yeah. he's on the top of the billboard. And and it right now it works. Now yeah. again, everybody's gonna say, okay, let's see when they what happens when they lose a couple games. Well, first of all, they might not lose a couple games. <laughs> well, I tell you, son, son's a pretty good quarterback. So next week, I will have to tell you, Pat King shall not be with us next week. He's going to be playing golf. I'm heading for Colonial. Texas. I'm heading for Texas. At the Colonial, right? Well, you're right. And in Memorial Day weekend, I I flew down to Dallas and and worked went to Fort Worth. I was at Colonial Country Club. And the volunteers, part of the deal is if you'll work, we'll give you a shirt. We'll let you stand here with a sign that says quiet, y'all. But then all the volunteers, they, they find a Monday when the country club's closed and you get to come play, play around a golf for free. So myself, I'm, I'm heading for Texas and my, with my two brothers, Steve and Jeff, we're going to we're heading for uh, for Fort Worth on Monday to play golf. So, well, I got this time of day. I will probably be in the car heading for home. I got some good news and bad news for you, Patrick. Have you ever heard of Wally Pipp? I know who Wally. Wally Pipp don't was start the, first, the Wally Pipp was the first baseman that um, <laughs> that got sick, right? Yes, and didn't play. And who took his place? 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm staying out of this one because I'll be. His, I'll, I'll. I'll be back. Took his place as Schwarzenegger says. I'll be Luke back. Luke Garrett took his place and uh, played for like 37 years. Right, you go. You go. You go find Luke Garrett. I'm going to find the, the and next I'll go, Luke and I'll, and I'll stay home. But I guarantee you, Pat will be back the following week. John, you're the best in spinning the dials, man. We had a great time. Uh, a shout out to our two guests, Tim Tim Grawl and Doug Zook. Uh, talk some great football. Next week, we'll, we'll hit some more baseball a little bit. Uh, it's been a great show. Thanks, everybody, and look forward to seeing you all next week. <laughs>